So this weekend, I checked out two new shows. The first show I checked out was Dororo. And this came out in 1969, and it's based off a manga that Dr. Tezuka wrote by the same name, Dororo. The second is a show that came out at the end of last year called Show Me Sample. Neither of these shows are particularly wholesome, but both are for very different reasons. Dororo is horrifying because its world is horrifying and gruesome. Right off the bat, when we enter into episode one, we're introduced to this man praying at this temple to these statues of demons. And then he makes a bargain to sacrifice his firstborn child so that he can conquer these lands, the lands of being Japan. And then it's sort of led to like a whole Moses type scene where his wife um, lays their firstborn child into a river and floats him off. Now, I don't know if that was like part of the bargain or anything, but I mean, I guess I guess it was. It's probably just more of them abandoning the child, much like how Moses was abandoned. We're then taken to what looks like a desolate wasteland, as if there have been countless wars happening. And then we see a child struggling to survive, stealing food, hiding among corpses, and then trying to steal food to save this dying monk, and then the monk just dies, like right as the child brings him food. Right as the monk is about to die, he just says, Wow, this world is doomed. I might as well just die. And then naturally the scene after this is where that same child we saw, Dororo the Thief, as they're named, uh, is stealing food, gets caught by a bunch of what looks to be like gangsters, and gets beaten up because they're hungry and eating food. And then following after, we see Hyakimaru. Hyakimaru um, is a man who has sword arms and he just slices through like the whole bridge and then the people fall into a river and then like a demon like devours him or something. Dororo, thanking Hyakimaru, follows Hyakimaru. Hyakimaru explains that he ain't got no real body parts because his father was actually the man that we saw at the beginning, the man who had been bargaining with all those devils to um, for power and for war. And functionally, we can see that, hey, it is this man's wish to conquer these lands that probably created this state of war. Um, and Hyakimaru um, is just sort of this mysterious figure. Now, I've seen the live-action movie, so I know what happens, and I know that Dororo continues to follow Kakimara around with his adorable dog in this desolate wasteland, um, but this show, like, straddles this very, very bizarre line between horrible, horrible scenes of just abject poverty and death and suffering, and then it, it's a cartoon. Like, the opening animation and the ending animations are, like, very upbeat songs, but the narrator is just saying, like, a bunch of onomatopoeias and just accusing the crowd of being this thing that I don't exactly know what it is, like a heto gare or something, I don't know, something absurd. Um, and 
that there is an anime dog in here suggests that maybe some episodes or maybe it'll have some uh, will not be as dark or maybe some episodes will be I don't know a bit more lighthearted than what we've been giving given but this show right off the bat is super interesting it's also the very first entry into the um, world masterpiece theater and the world masterpiece theater is just sort of like all of these classics that they adapt into anime um there's like a tom sawyer huckleberry finn um this is not all just like japanese uh literature but it's also just like just like greats i believe that they actually made one not too long ago um about like some portuguese novel i don't remember what it was called but for the most part they're not making World Masterpiece Theater anymore, which is kind of, eh, that's not cool, because I actually kind of enjoy some of these. I remember, oh, was that, I remember one that I liked was 3,000 Leagues in Search of Mother. I guess you could say that this show made a pretty good first impression and that I'll probably continue walk, watching on. What really impressed me was that just like the pacing was actually really good and it actually had a really strong sense of direction. Um, like these early scenes seemed really, really well planned out. Um, they really seem menacing and it's been a while since I've really been able to say is like, oh, this is menacing, but this is disturbing, um, on levels that I haven't really seen in a long time. I think the last time that I saw something this creepy was probably maybe Violence Jack? And I saw that ages ago. Oh no, it was the Devilman OVAs. Yes, it was the Devilman OVAs, which are about as horrible as Violence Jack OVAs anyways. Um, so, and when I mean horrible, I mean gruesome. Mm, the Devil, yeah, yeah, gruesome. I think gruesome is a safe word. Um, I don't really like seeing heads on pikes. <laughs> Switching gears. Show me and sample is the exact opposite. Where Dororo is a grim fantasy uh, that has probably a bunch of like religious connotations about suffering in the world and um, like just bodies. Show me and sample, oh, I guess bodies being like torn apart and people being beheaded and whatever and melted to death by <laughs> demons. Show me and sample is supposed to be a light comedy harem. And. You've seen me review these before, and you should probably know that that, right off the bat, has a bad impression, just on what it is. Much like how Christians say that we sin because we, by our very natures, are sinners, harem anime is bad, precisely because it is harem anime. But, while I will say that this show is bad, I do think that this show is somewhat interesting for me specifically to talk about, especially in the context of discussion of royal, lineage, royal lineages and royal myths. And really what I'm trying to talk about in all these Gundam Unicorn episodes is um, the myth of secretly being like this great thing. Now, Show Me and Sample's premise is here's this dude. One day, he wakes up, and he's like, 
kidnapped by like a bunch of muscly ass dudes and he's taken to this school that is only like the only other students are female and he's the only male and they're also all the daughters of like I guess Japan's elite the people in charge of the school even say that it is like a modern aristocracy and all of these girls are completely out of the loop on what it's like to live in modern Japan and they don't got cell phones they're shut off from the world they're all really coddled and it turns out that this is a problem because graduates end up becoming neats and otaku and like scared of the world and unable to cope with the culture shock of living among commoners as they say and so to inoculate them they kidnap this dude bribed off his family with a nice home renovation and made him live in his new harem of school and what's interesting is that at the heart of the harem genre is the I mean like the king right is the king who has a harem a royalty or really just anyone who has status bestowed upon them by like royalty or like um merit and war or whatever who knows whatever all the reasons that people had harems um it's supposed to be like some like big shot at the center of all these women's lives the harem genre is being at the center of all of these women's lives and being like a big shot and all that success but also having absolutely nothing spectacular about you um even in harem where like the main character is kind of interesting in that in that he's like superman like a harem like uh, grisaya even that series um even though the main character has a semi-interesting background story and has an interesting conflict that drives him towards this thirst for revenge it's is he himself in the show is boring <laughs> and is just a passive receptacle for everything happening until he like fulfills the dream of being like the ultimate modern day samurai warrior type dude awesome man with this harem of high school girls even that series like is semi-interesting but it has to have like an uninteresting protagonist that we the audience can develop a rapport with but also what's more important is identify as um where in real life you know you ain't getting no girlfriend you ain't having no like 20 you ain't having like four girls interested in you um in anime you can live out the fantasy vicariously through this uninteresting protagonist and it's all gonna be cool where you vicariously can become a king show me sample it brings these women who are supposedly higher than you and through whatever means that through whatever i guess you could say banal means that the protagonist has to conquer them to make them his woman and even though the main character is obviously supposed to be mostly oblivious to these pursuits 
and um, just sort of chill around while they do wild, sexy antics that are boring. And yeah, I don't know. I do think it's interesting because we sort of see something similar even in Gundam Unicorn, which is actually sort of why I want to am interested in exploring this just like as an idea in like the very different shows of being secretly royal but living amongst a bunch amongst the commoners. And this series is sort of like you're a bunch of commoners being taken before a bunch of people who are royal and noble and aristocrats and precisely because you are normal you can inoculate them. What's kind of messed up to me is that for him to be at this school uh, full of girls, they also make up the myth that he's gay and he's only into muscle dudes. And so, like, I guess if he wouldn't be gay, um, like, he could pursue the girls. And then if he pursues the girls as a commoner, he would, like, corrupt them. But also there's, like, the whole thing about, like, chastity and all that that I guess they really wanted to shelter all the girls from, but... Like, I guess, like, one quirk that this show has in terms of bringing in all the LOL, he might be gay, but not really, um, type of humor is, like, muscle men. And it's like, really? Yeah, that's kind of rude. Um, I kind of prefer, like, I, I kind of preferred it when, like, secret agents would just, like, sexually harass the main character. Um, all like men in black type characters because that's that's just absurd <laughs> the idea of the men in black is kind of absurd but also just kind of a real thing they're scary but yeah it's a pretty terrible show like I think it's there's like one character interaction one scene that I thought was semi-interesting and that there's this one random girl who's an outsider who latches on an outsider in terms of the social groups of the schools who latches on the protagonist and through like her weirdness she's just sort of like make me no 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 make me like you so that I can become popular among all these people and sort of bring me down to your level blah 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 so that I can do whatever the classism in this series is strong because Homie is paraded around um, as a native informant among all of these like super elite women, and that's messed up. But I also think what's interesting is that as I watch this, I remember what Zizek said about Titanic. Zizek said that at the heart of the Titanic series is vampirism of the bourgeoisie, where um, white girl in Titanic. Oh, they're all white. Whereas the girl in Titanic was just sort of like this tired, aristocratic woman who goes, who's like, like has like, like all this horrible political thing situation, but she no longer has any energy. And so she goes to be among the proletariat and then she saps their romantic power. And so that eventually like that main dude dies, right? Like vampires will kill you. If you keep letting them consume you. But like after that she gets like a reinvigorated like sex life. And like she's so much more passionate. It's like all this more romantic. And I actually do kind of wonder. 
if something similar is happening within Show Me Sample, where instead of like a life of adventure and romance, like um, Titanic promised through its vampirism, but more of like a um, like social values and mores. So I don't know. That's something that I think about. But I don't like this show enough to keep watching it to think about it because whenever I have it on, I'm mostly just like petting my dog and not really paying attention. <laughs> Ugh. Titty shows are really just whatever to me. Like I watch them. Some of them are kind of funny. Some of them I find other things to enjoy, but they're, they're not good. They're not good. I guess I could say it's a moe show, but I just prefer to just call it what it is, a titty show. A classist titty show. Anyways, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this uh, First Impressions episode. As always, check us out on the website, dailyanimepodcast.com. Email us, dailyanimepodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at dailyanimepod, you know. You have all these ways that I say, so, you know, have a wonderful day.